Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello, Paul, and welcome to the Shall We Read a Poem. I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. What you drinking? Uh, Vino Verde. Ah, the green wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't pay any attention to it other than that. it's uh, I didn't purchase it, so I was just like, great, there's wine in the fridge, and poured some into my glass. And I took high school Spanish. Yeah, well, <laughs> I also know what vino verde means. Ah, uh, thanks, Latin. I have an iced coffee with milk in it that I'm drinking out of a highball glass. Seems awfully late to be drinking coffee. I don't know when the proper time to drink coffee is. I'm doing a dry August, and I find that I just need to drink silly things just yeah. to like fill the void. Yeah, and fair. So I'm like, I'm pretending that's kind of a white Russian. Okay, so. fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you normally drink coffee at this hour, or is this sort of a, a mysterious experiment that we're going to find out how your sleep goes? Well, I've been drinking it for the last few days, and I don't really notice any well, okay. difference. Okay. I am very sensitive to caffeine, but I also don't drink coffee. So any kind of coffee or... Well, I don't drink coffee at all, but I can't drink tea at this hour. Ah. I get jittery if I drink coffee in the mornings, but after a bunch of food, for some reason, it, I don't know, feels mm-hmm. tempered. That makes sense. I drink my tea with with uh, cream and honey so that it doesn't make my stomach upset. <laughs> Your tea frappuccino. <laughs> i mean it's still mostly tea <laughs> it's not like mostly cream and sugar it's mostly milk tea. with a splash of tea in it no it's it's tea with a splash of milk and like a, f- a little bit of honey russ what you drinking there milk with a splash of tea and maple syrup i call it a mrs buttersworth <laughs> i don't really like i have done maple syrup and tea when i didn't have sugar or honey and it's uh, of the sweeteners that i commonly have maple syrups at the bottom of my choices honey's very much at the top and i will do sugar if i don't have honey although sometimes i'll just forgo it all then uh and then at the bottom is definitely maple syrup yeah a lot of things complement flavors like sugar and honey maple syrup just makes everything taste like maple syrup that's true then you just have maple syrup i will be i will put like jelly in my tea before i would put maple syrup in it because then you just have fruit flavored tea which is fine the russians do that (laughs) ah we're holding up russia now as the paragon of what to do with your tea no just a thing you can do with your tea throw it at the ukrainians i don't think they'd really mind if it was just jam that was being was what they were being accosted with and not deadly missiles no i'm I'm pretty sure jam is uh, not a big deal although there was one ukrainian who took down a drone with a some sort of preserve i saw that yeah <laughs> it was great uh, i love how this war is being broadcast in real time and yeah. you know i can i can just tune into the live channels and watch them take the treads off a tank yeah yeah, that was fun in the beginning. Now it's gone on for long enough that it's just like, oh, that's still happening. Oh, no. I have a coworker who is watching it and talking about it like Game of Thrones. Oh, it's dear. really profoundly funny to me. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, he was, when when that Wagner coup kicked oh, off. Oh, that oh was fascinating. God, thought it was Christmas morning for this game. He that, was like bouncing. Was, he was so I excited. know. That was, that was so exciting and it ended up being so anticlimactic. 
This is who shot JR, but the end is a turd. Yeah, well, they're, they're turds all the way down. No, I was I was really excited for shit to go down with Wagner, and then it didn't really. That blew the load. That was season six cliffhanger. Everything now is just downhill. And he keeps giving me updates, and I'm like, yeah, sure, that sounds But it, it wasn't because... he's disappointed, too. It wasn't, because it looked like Wagner was going to do a coup, and then they yeah. didn't, and... And that was that. And yeah, and th- th- there's your season six cliffhanger. No, not... no good news this chapter. Here from then on. Well, and then it just gets bo- I don't know, boring and sad again. Boring and sad again. Yeah, <laughs> I love. We're describing a war as boring. <sighs> well, yeah, we just fatigue. You can't care. There's too much. No, to care I do. About. I mean, I do care, but it's also just like. It is fatigue in a way because I I do I do care, but also like in the beginning there was like hope that like maybe the, <laughs> the Ukrainians could could rout the the Russians and, and now it's just a war of attrition and that is so depressing. I do love my World War One style thirteen thousand men killed over. I know four they have trenches. Soil. They have trenches. We're... Always a good sign. Yeah, they do have trenches. It's it's I don't know. It's sad. My my sibling in particular has a lot more connection with this. We're apparently Ukrainian. We thought we were Hungarian forever, <laughs> and then some. We did some research, and apparently we're more likely we're Ukrainian. And so my sibling has more of a like identifies with the Ukrainian strongly right now. And I'm just like, well, I mean, I guess they are my people, but also it's so long ago. I guess they are my people. I mean, I look Eastern European. Everybody, I, often people think I'm Russian or something because I look so Euro- Eastern European. I remember when I lived in Japan, people thought I was an Eastern European prostitute because I just looked <laughs> like it. I identify with the Ukrainians because they're not the dickheads. <laughs> Good enough. Oh, well, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to do Channels. Channels. You know, a channels is on the same few pages as a crowded tub, and uh, I just I'm looking at the illustration for a crowded tub, and I just noticed there's this really pissed off frog off to the side. It's very judgy. <laughs> we left that out of the description, didn't we? I just now noticed it. It's like standing a, a, next to a toy boat that is the crowded tub is too crowded for the toy boat. I, I guess the the tub is too crowded for the frog. What is the frog even doing? It's just very judgy. It's a crowded tub. It's yeah. a, that is a crowded tub. As why the title was, would have us understand. Why was the frog in there to begin with? Don't you shower with your reliable frog? In tropical places, yes. But uh, <laughs> I don't live in a tropical place. But I, I'm the sure I've showered with frogs before. Portland, Oregon, famous for its frogs. I wish we had more frogs. I was going to say, I'm just making up the place applications that have never existed. I know. Ah, Portland, big frog. I mean, we don't have a ton of frogs or not have frogs. So we're very, we're very uninteresting. For, we're just very uninteresting medium, for frogs. Medium frog population. <laughs> <laughs> you're applying place names based on the most median thing you have it's like you're not it's like we're the, we we have the most pumpkins but we're known as like the tire state you know <laughs> portland mid on frogs okay channels portland, we're good on frogs no i said mid on frogs <laughs> no, <it's> like... 
We're good. We don't need any more. Just the bumper sticker. We're good on frogs, Portland. (laughs) (laughs) No four, no fewer either, please. Okay, channels. Channel one's no fun. Channel two's just news. Channel three's hard to see. Channel four is just a bore. Channel five is all jive. Channel six needs to be fixed. Channel seven and channel eight, just old movies. Not so great. Channel nine's a waste of time. Channel ten is off, my child. Wouldn't you like to talk a while? No illustration. So why did you pick this poem, Lauren? Well, first I want to talk about T- well, I want to talk about TV in general, but specifically my relationship with television. But let's start with TV in general general and how channel surfing isn't a thing you do anymore. I know. I know. Channel surfing is like scrolling through Netflix now. Yeah, or or scrolling through and the internet is that's what I do instead of channel surfing as I scroll through my social media. Entertain me, please. <laughs> Gonna keep going until I find something entertaining. The only time I channel surf now is when I'm on the plane. But for those of you who are real youngins, <laughs> which I doubt this really applies to anybody who's listening, uh, you're all elder millennials, I'm pretty sure. TVs used to be a certain number of channels that you got over the airwaves. And maybe if you were lucky, you had cable and then you had even more channels to choose from. But you generally didn't know what was going to be on TV unless you had a, a print TV guide. Uh, <laughs> God. Yeah. Sometimes it was in the newspaper. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I do remember looking at the newspaper. And often the TV guide would be wrong because, you know, programming happens and, you know, things get bumped around. So if you wanted to find something to watch on TV, you usually just went from channel to channel until you saw something that you thought might be interesting. So that is what's happening in this poem. Channels is a child is channel surfing and not finding anything and their parents or the adult has had it and is like, wouldn't you rather talk to me? And the answer is probably no. So when I was a kid, I didn't have TV. Mm. We had just public channels when we were at the first house my family was in. And then I would could watch TV at my babysitter's. But when we moved to the new house which is the house i lived in most of my life it was in a bit of a valley and so the broadcast just went right over and we didn't get any no how long did you spend adjusting the bunny ears i don't remember but it didn't didn't go very long because we were like nope this isn't happening and uh my dad decided he wasn't going to get cable because (laughs) he said that he would watch if the tv was available he would watch it all the time, and he didn't want that. Ah. My grandmother thought this was very unfair, because why should I be deprived of TV? Just because my dad didn't feel like he would be able to pull himself away from it. So my grandmother would, and my aunt would record whatever shows my sister and I really wanted to watch. Oh, luxury. Yeah, on uh, VHS tapes. And I don't really, my sister had more shows she wanted than I did. I'm trying to remember what I wanted. When I was a really little kid, what I wanted was this show called Square One, which was on PBS. And it was okay. this math show about math. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. And it, ha- it was a little bit like Sesame Street, 
But Sesame Street was way more focused on language, and this was all about math. And there would be this this parody show at the end called MathNet, and it was, a, I guess, a parody on Dragnet, and it would be these mathematicians that were solving mysteries. And I loved it, and it was still so With good. With math? Yes. And eventually, I just asked them to... I got bored of the rest of Square One and just wanted the MathNet. <laughs> this the, the police procedural I never knew I needed. <laughs> it was really good. I remember math net. Oh god, it was so good. I remember once okay, if I, I try to describe the plots, they're not gonna seem that interesting. Oh my god, here it is. Yeah. Da 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 Characters Kate Monday, George Frankly, and Pat Tuesday. George Frankly was on the whole time, but they had to, they switched actresses in the middle of it for some reason. Oh my never... god, James Earl Jones. He played the chief. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> this is a, this is a stacked cast. It was really good. Guest stars Weird Al Yankovic, Wayne Knight, Rex Reed. Oh, this is adorable. Look at this. Oh, Yardley Smith. Oh, this is so cute. I remember there was one that was like all about Fibonacci and somebody, some rich person left behind a bunch of mysterious clues and treasures, but you had to solve all these puzzles involving Fibonacci. And there was a uh, parrot. There was a parrot that, would... that, that, uh, that belonged to the old person that recited Fibonacci. And I remember once when they were trying to find the parrot, they we did the sort of Marco Polo thing with it, but they just did... One, one, two, three, and the parrot would go, five, <laughs> Eureka! <laughs> and the- That episode was called The Case of the Willing Parrot. <laughs> I remember there was Uh-oh. a James Bond one, and that's how I found out about like the Monterey Bay deep sea diving stuff, diving submersible. Because hmm. there was like some... Oh, Arthur Leach was the name of the villain in that one. Because it was... It was uh, abbreviated to a leech but he like robbed okay. an old rich lady of her diamond and then dropped it then his boat capsized and it got dropped in the ocean and then i got to learn about things like triangulation and how there's uh actually i already knew this part because i remember being frustrated that they didn't know this but they were trying to figure out where the diamond would be by seeing where the currents were going and no, you can't because there's two different, there's movement on the surface and you could use the movement on the surface that's way different than the movement that's under the water. And they were going for the one on the surface at first. And I was like, you fools. I believe that episode is called Despair in Monterey Bay. Yeah. And then I learned about Imbari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are adorable. Wow. Five it, seasons. It was so fun. I loved it. And then I got older, and I don't remember what my shows that I had recorded were. I remember my sister had The Secret World of Alex Mack, which I also enjoyed. Oh, yeah. I probably had Clarissa Explains It All at some point, yep. but I don't remember for sure. I think uh, my sister had those orange Nickelodeon videotapes of Clarissa Explains oh, It All. No, we didn't have any official ones. We just had oh. my grandmother recording. And then as we got towards the older like the teen years uh my sister was having the x-files recorded oh yes primo good taste but whenever we would go to my grandmother's house my sister and i the television deprived beast that we were would just watch a lot of tv and eventually my grandmother and my my grandmother and my aunt would be like what don't you want to visit with us and we'd be like nah (laughs) no 
none of that talking a while. No. No. I, remember the, the, I think the earliest television in my parents' house might have been one of the ones that had the click dials on it. So you mm-hmm. would go like... Oh, yeah. I remember that from when I was a kid. That was the one we had in the first house and it moved with us to the second house. I also learned about the Zenith... That Space was the brand. Commitment. The Zenith one was the it was the brand of the one with the click dial that we had. And interestingly, the Zenith Space Command was a particular remote control that used no batteries. This was very interesting. It had mechanism. It had four buttons. I think it was channel up, channel down, volume up, and volume down. I think those were the. I think those were the options. And when you clicked one of the buttons, there was a tube inside that generated an ultrasonic frequency that would be picked up by a microphone in the television neat and so you could also trigger it with like keys or 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 basically any ultrasonic noise if you made it too close to the television it would trigger it oh interesting also dogs didn't like it because they could hear the pings such as it was oh that's so interesting but yeah one of the earliest remote controls that did not use any batteries whatsoever we never really had remote controls because we lost them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I had, sk- and once my parents upgraded, I think my dad was a little bit more, you know, like audio visual. And I remember him having like just scads of remote controls. Like there was one that worked the stereo. There was one that worked the VCR. And man, the thing that I had to tape 100% of the time I would have to make sure it was taped. And I remember when we got a VCR that would turn on automatically. Oh, holy shit. My life turned around that day because I could finally tape Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm. Which came on early in the mornings. For ages I had Mystery Science Theater tapes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm trying to... I know there were shows... I know my sister requested more shows than I did. And I know that I... But I still had ones that I wanted. And I'm trying to remember what they were. I think uh, Ghost Rider was one. Oh, cool. Now, is this the with a W or with an R? With a WR. Okay. Yeah, the one where there's like the kid solving mysteries with a typewriter yeah. or something like that. I didn't watch it, but I remember like the opening credits for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a short-lived dress. TV show, but it was I liked it. Thanks. I'm glad you like the dress. It's blue. Very summery. It, yes, it's blue and it's summery. Did I tell you about the border guard? No. I was a cab. Yeah, a cab. I was going down to Point Roberts to buy gas. I was coming back, and I was wearing a jean bay that day. And the border guard asked me if it was a religious garment. <laughs> okay, interesting. I was like, "Yeah, this is uh, Tori Zakiism. We practice public masturbation. Let's join hands." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> oh, that's weird yeah we interpret the bible literally and the laying on of hands has new significance <laughs> yeah yeah he was a he was a cool guy with his wraparound sunglasses and his hat oh my god what a cop you don't need the wraparound oakley's it's not 1996 maybe the red ones maybe he just loses them if they aren't like that particularly tight that's <laughs> particularly tight. Looks like fucking Steven Seagal. No, that had nothing to do with anything. When did you finally experience like reliable television or cable? Like 
at my house or like yeah because your dad refused to get cable and your grandparents would only make you yeah, tape. I mean, so when did was, like you come into contact with i mean it would be reliable programming? It, when i had a babysitter and was at a babysitter's house oh I, but, but i mean like in your own domicile never so these days there's no television no netflix no no nothing. no no there is but they belong to the my housemates the one who subscribes yeah yeah but i mean like at, at what point did you have regular programming in the house when my housemate moved in like two years ah, ago okay so it's just been like the laptop life before that. oh yeah oh yeah so it was yeah so just no channel surfing whatsoever full Mm-mm. stop no, and this is, hmm. now I have the streaming things, but before it was just, you know, laptop life. Hmm. Impressive. I'm trying to remember the last time that I channel surfed genuinely. It must have been like at my parents' house when I was... Because I didn't have cable after I left my parents' house. I do remember the scr- the, the like the, the scrolly things mm-hmm, where it was mm-hmm. it would be like blue and yellow and yeah and you I can see still kind of like nostalgia TikToks now. Well, you can also see them kind of on uh, when you go on a plane. It looks very much like yeah. that. It has that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, hmm. I remember. I would sneakily do this. <laughs> okay, here's a fun. This might actually be a funny story for the podcast. When I learned how to program the VCR to tape things for me. A lot of times I would put it on like, and th- this is when my parents had cable, I would tune it to like Skinamax and I would set a tape for just a random time to see if I could like get softcore porn. Then I would hide those tapes if I got anything good. And? To my knowledge, I was never caught. Well, did, were you, did you get anything good? Oh, oh, heaps. Heaps <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> oh, the t- oh man! Teenage Russ had a spank bank to freaking that anyone would envy, and all of it was just weird, like weird clippings from straight to video Jean Claude Van Damme movies, and like, but there's, but like, there's a one seven second scene that has tits, and to me, that was the be all to end all. Oh, so that's what Skin and Max was was a seven second yeah. scenes with tits. Yeah, just softcore oh. weird porn. I remember very vividly, like, the kind of stuff that they would broadcast on Cinemax because it was all just softcore porn. And so, like, it would be, like, this weird yoga-esque pose, and the people would be moving in a way that no one has sex. <laughs> like, almost, almost like a seesaw kind of thing. <laughs> but to 13-year-old Russ, that did not matter a fit. Oh, but also maybe the... To thirteen-year-old Russ, that's how people had sex. That's how I mean. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, television. One thing in the poem itself that is interesting is the channel five is all jive. I'm like, so I looked at <laughs> like first when someone yeah. says that something's jiving or something, they usually mean something's cool yeah. or whatever. So they I was like, mean that. I know, but I guess it just meant like swing music or something. Or like some kind of swing dancing? I don't know. I tried to look it up and I was just like, eh, 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 like I couldn't figure I, I couldn't figure out what there would be a channel of that was jive, and I guess it was just like swing dancing. This is from the Miriam Webster. Jive. Glib, deceptive, or foolish talk. The jargon of hipsters. A special jargon of difficult or slang terms. Swing music or the dancing performed to it. Transitive verb. Jive. Did they have jiving. entire channels of swing dancing? Maybe those like channels in the thousands? 
Maybe, I don't... Well, it was Channel 5 that's all drive. (laughs) (laughs) Channel 1 is ESPN. Channel 2 is ESPN 8. Channel 3 (laughs) is only figure skating. Channel 4 is one sports game played on a loop. And Channel 5 is PBS. (laughs) Not very much unlike what I was able to access in my early childhood. These things suck. Oh well, that was weird. Do you have any uplifting thoughts for our listeners? I think our, I think that that podcast was pretty uplifting. If you didn't, uh, you all didn't hear it, but I have a, three kittens playing around as I've been recording this podcast, yeah, and they're little cuties too. I've they seen are the really pictures. cute. They're like two little tabbies and a and a, bl- a black cat that kitten that's actually a black tabby. So if you actually can see her close, you can see that her black is stripes, and yeah, it's cute. Aww.